Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. All right, well, good morning. Welcome back to the Native Citizens Podcast. It has been a minute. Um, I am joined here by two of our uh, members here at Storehouse, Elsie Reese, who is now our Storehouse Kids Director. Not an intern. You are you're the director. I am. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You're, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're also here with, uh, we got a new uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Jay Flores, who's one of our members here at Storehouse. Uh, you help on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. You disciple people sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> involved in the thing. You're involved in the. It's like a jack of all trades, uh, master of some, yeah. and so <laughs> master of a couple, master, master of, of a couple. couple. Yeah, well, the, the elect, and so uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so, if you guys uh, are new to the Native Citizens, uh, just a couple of things. Number one. We started this podcast uh, last year amidst a pandemic, uh, particularly because we had all the equipment available and all we needed to do was make time for, um, I, I suppose, a, a media outlet such as this. And so a podcast was a really good idea. Number two, uh, we wanted to, to have a podcast for our church where we discuss uh, things related to the RGV and which is our context, the 956. And the idea was to equip our church on it for discipleship and mission. Um, and then finally, uh, last year we we closed off our season in December and uh, we had been working on when and how to come back. And so there's going to be some changes coming up, everything from a rotation of hosts to um, shorter seasons so we can uh, dive into certain topics a little bit better. Uh, last year, I think we did several series, uh, everything from like discipleship and the five solas. And so we did a couple of things. Whereas moving forward, we're going to be doing a variety of topics on um, several different areas of ministry and theological discussions and then some fun stuff. So with all that being said, this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Good Friday. And so offline, we got to have a little discussion about um, all that happens at Good Friday or all that happens specifically in, in, in Holy Week, but in particular on, on Good Friday. And this episode, I believe, is being released um, Monday, right before the Monday before Good Friday. So we'll, mm-hmm. we will be in the middle of of holy week and holy week if you don't know um tends to it's more than this but it tends to 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 kind of be this culmination of redemptive history concerning palm sunday um good friday and then certainly the resurrection and here in the valley i feel like i'd like to talk about this for a minute and then we'll dive into a little bit more of some theological discussion regarding good friday but I want, I want to hear what you guys think about this. I feel like in the Valley, Good Friday is bigger than Easter. Hmm. I mean, Easter's huge. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking the resurrection. <laughs> Forget that Sunday. <laughs> like, what happened on Easter? Like, oh, you know, uh, God raised from the dead is kind of a snoozer. How uh, so? 
I, I, because I think Good Friday particularly is steeped in church history and tradition, not that these other events aren't, right? Mm-hmm. But because it is so steeped in church history and tradition, specifically within the context of the Roman Catholic Church, there almost tends to be a lot more focus on the purpose, the nature, the event of, of Christ event being itself, crucified, yeah. mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> there, there tends to be more of an emphasis culturally on that here in the Valley. Um, like I watched a couple of YouTube videos like on cooking and oftentimes the YouTube artists or the YouTube owner of that channel, um, they'll talk about, Hey, Easter's coming up. So we're going to do a certain lamb, right? They're going to braise a lamb. They're going to cook whatever on the lamb. Um, and so it almost tends to be this, like, like Easter's this Northern celebration, but when it comes to Good Friday down here, it's like everything happens on Good Friday. Like you don't have to eat fish anymore. And (laughs) you know, like Lent is over. I don't know if it's the celebration of a misunderstanding of everything from Lent. I don't know if it's a celebration of I did it 40 days. Uh, I don't know if it's just so steeped in, in, in the tradition of the, of the the ritual. Yeah. Yeah. It tends to be more ritualistic. It's just a thing I do. And yeah. yeah. And so anyway, so yeah, it it seems to be like Mm -hmm. good Friday tends to have a little bit more of a, of, I don't know if impact is the right word, but it has a little bit more participation maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a better word. Um, I, I think a lot of it is unfortunately pointed back at, ourselves like hey lint did it 40 days done look at me mm-hmm. look what i've done it kind of gets lost in the the purpose of it and uh easter is the okay well we got through lent now we're good now let's just let's go celebrate easter and make right. this I, I get what you're saying it seems less significant in some sort of ways yeah not that it is but it's treated that way just by practice that kind of thing yeah exactly right? by practice it's almost treated yeah it's less less than easter less than right. resurrection it's like whatever you gave up per se, mm-hmm. like, okay, now I can have it again. Right. It's almost like these these moments of the church calendar, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like even the start of Lent, like Ash Wednesday is big down here. Right. Yeah. That, that's one yeah. of the reasons we, we started doing an Ash Wednesday service a couple of years ago. So Ash Wednesday is really big. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like these moments, again, there there's certainly some theological misunderstandings. But that aside, these occasions where like death is observed uh tend to be really big down here uh so ash wednesday it is me sacrificing eating chocolate uh 40 days because that's a sacrifice or just the just the did i get my ashes did are you like did you did you mark the forehead did you do the thing (laughs) with with a misunderstanding like you're saying of what it actually means to yeah what ash wednesday means for everybody more like uh kind of a box check you don't want to be ostracized as the guy or the girl who didn't go get your ashes or why don't you in the Roman Catholic tradition particularly down here because it's cultural yeah um it is a hey you didn't do that but I think it lacks there's a lack of a a misunderstanding sort of what that means yeah absolutely there's there's definitely like a kind of like we were saying there's there is some theological um misunderstandings even some heresies right and so what i'm doing briefly is putting that on the shelf and just kind of just thinking through 
like some of these these occasions on the church calendar because of how predominant the Roman Catholic Church has been steeped in here Ash Wednesday the Good Fridays they tend to be like these are dense occasions I mean I'm trying to remember too here in the valley with with the Catholic churches put on even like parades and they'd have parades go through yeah. like downtown or it would just be in their little communities right. wherever they were right. and, and Christians so it, are boring it'd be huge for like each of those, yeah. like the Sunday, yeah. Palm Sunday, uh, Good Friday, mm-hmm. it was like an all day, all day events. Yeah, and so because yeah. so many people would come. I remember exactly. uh, what's the the one in San Juan, the Basilica. Uh, yeah, the Basilica. Yeah, um, mariachis would come out. And ma- everything. Yeah, yeah. They just those they're guys huge know parties. What's up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I've, I've just, it's been something. I was actually talking to, to one of the members in our church about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He had made the observation, uh, being from the DFW, right? Because when okay. I lived, even when I lived in the DFW, it was like, hey, we're gonna build uh, our calendar, our spring calendar, uh, in a way that Easter, right? Like that's our crescendo. We're gonna, we're gonna build our way up to Easter. We're gonna go mm-hmm. hard. Uh, for for the resurrection, and um, and so you didn't see this emphasis. This isn't good or bad, but you didn't see this emphasis on on, for instance, Good Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming down here and him being from the DFW, he's like, man, it's like flipped. All of my friends from the DFW are excited about the resurrection. All of my Valley friends are like really excited about Good Friday, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, and so that was an interesting observation that he made. And as I started reflecting and thinking on it from when I lived in DFW, I was like, oh, yeah, like we would go really hard for Easter. We'd build ministry, the ministry calendar specifically to for Easter to be the pinnacle of spring. And then uh, um, and then everything kind of like just maintained. But as far as Good Friday, there was. You know, there wasn't a lot said about Good Friday. And then you come down here and it's this flip, like we're going to build for Good Friday. We're going to make it dark and we're going to make you reflect and we're going to make you think about your own mortality. Um, and Easter is like, yeah, make sure you're at the park having a barbecue, inviting everybody. You yeah. should be celebrating, mm-hmm. you know. And so anyway, yeah, just an observation. That okay, I get that too, because um, some of my family, they had converted from Catholicism. And mm. so here in the valley it was like their part of how they lived was like shunning all those traditions yeah, yeah. so it was like they went hard for easter and right, so like right. it was a small baptist church or yeah. whatever it was um others can relate to that like no mm-hmm. yeah we we avoided those yeah. traditions we weren't wanting to bring them back yeah or what's also make them in, affect yeah exactly what, what what's also interesting is i was talking to jeff from harlingen and um, Jeff was telling me, he's like, hey, I think I think next year we're going to do a Good Friday service. <laughs> and like uh, Jeff's church has been around going on. I think they're like on year nine, something like that. Yeah, I was like seven, eight. Yeah, for sure. yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so. So, yeah, so Logos is going on like year eight or nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fascinating to hear Jeff because not just from Jeff, but the, the context that is Harlingen, which is only 30 minutes away from here. Right. Like Jeff saying, like, yeah, I think I think we might go that route like they haven't. And again, not not good or bad, just different. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they haven't done or seen this as something that may might be a good thing for the church. Um, And 
predominantly he's thought through that because because of his context and Harlingen culture is a little mm-hmm. closer to northern culture than <laughs> like uh, North Texas than it is than it is to McAllen, which is which is thirty minutes away, and it's completely different to Brownsville, which is only like fifteen Here. minutes away. And they're like, "Good Friday, bro, let's go, let's talk about your death." And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Harlingen's kind of like, "Nah, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. Yeah, because it's like with the, the other holidays of remembering, right? Past things, Dia de los Muertos, and right. Not. Yeah, Harlingen doesn't like to remember. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Jeff. Just yeah. JK. Yeah, <laughs> just, just kidding. Yeah, that's Harlingen's slogan. We love you. We love you. Moving <laughs> forward, ignoring <laughs> the past. Moving <We've> forward, <laughs> never looking back. Never looking back. Did it? Like, no turning back. History is about it. It happened. That's what it is. It happened. That's gonna be it. Harlage's slogan is gonna be "It happened." Because they're proclaiming it is finished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff, I'm new. It's not. It's not me. It's them. It's I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> All right. So, kind of bringing it back to to Good Friday, we we were talking offline about two particular things that ended up branching into three, and so we ended up talking about number one. Um, how Good Friday, that is the death of Jesus on the cross, how that is a reminder of the condition of our heart or how that connects to the condition of our heart. And then that led us to talking about, well, what was everything that actually happened at the cross? And then finally, we talked about how Good Friday leads us to the joy of Christ's resurrection. So let's start with the first one, right? In in light of the life and death of Christ on the cross, how does that get us thinking about the condition of our heart? What would you guys say? It's a um it points to our need for a savior to to redeem us to because we are we are full of sin. We are broken people since um, the fall of man. And so that effect over history has just been on an ongoing repetition of us failing every time and us needing to have a, a way to be right with God mm-hmm. and good standing with him. And so the ultimate act of Jesus living this endless life and going to the cross and dying to take our place, he was like the ultimate sacrifice we mm-hmm. needed to mm-hmm. to be connected with God fully and not yeah. be apart from him for forever. Yeah. Um, like he made that way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Jay? What do you think? I think the the word I land on is necessary. Mm-hmm. It was necessary for him to die. Uh, when you talk about the condition of our heart, we are born into sin. We are consistently battling that, but without christ the necessity of what he god sent him to do without that because we're so sinful because we fall so short it was necessary for him to die Mm -hmm. and the things that he went through physically and his separation from the father and him being abandoned and boring taking on all our sin and the iniquity of all of us was necessary because of the condition of our heart yeah we're reflecting on how short we fall and how perfect he is, and just how 
part of Good Friday and part of recognizing this time of, of the year and always is knowing what we needed ultimately, what was necessary to be done in order for us to, like Elsie said, be reconciled and redeemed. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think I think uh, adding to what you just said, Good Friday, um, at the cross, we 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 recognize how sinful we are because we're sinners by nature and choice. And so, at the cross, we recognize how sinful we are, and apart from Christ, we are under condemnation. Right, and so that mm-hmm. I think. That, I think, for us tends to be a good reason why we particularly choose to observe Good Friday. Like, hey, here at the cross, at this at this moment of redemptive history, you should recognize how sinful you really are. Again, by nature and choice, how sinful you really are. That apart from Christ, we, are, we were all mm-hmm. um, under condemnation. And the only way for us to have that condemnation removed right is mm-hmm. um by god's wrath being unleashed justly on us but instead it was poured out on his son on our behalf mm-hmm. right and so in light of that event in light of that act it, it it magnifies our the reality of our sin nature it magnifies what we have been saved from that the that the grace of god has rescued us from the wrath of god and so um, on top of that, I think it also reminds us that a- apart from salvation in and through Christ alone, we cannot save ourselves, right? Not only are we under condemnation, not only are we, uh, do, we, do we have a sinful nature, but man, we, we cannot save ourselves. You said it really well a while ago, LC, like we were unable to please God. You know, as we walk through Colossians, that's one of the things Paul tells the Colossian church, right? And he says, and you were once alienated from God, hostile in mind. And so that that little phrase, hostile in mind, is, hey, you were unable to please God apart from Christ. Yeah, right? he like iterates elsewhere too, like we were enemies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That we were enemies at God, uh, of God. We were mm-hmm. at war with God. We were, there was no peace. There was no peace, oh. right? Yeah, there's no shalom. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at the cross, we see Jesus reconciling things cosmically for, for his good and then personally reconciling people to himself so that they would have access to the Father. And so, yeah, I think that's great. Um, any other thoughts on um, the condition of our hearts, specifically when looking at the cross of Christ? I was thinking a while ago about, for instance, and I've already touched on this, but I think we don't necessarily recognize maybe our depravity, right? So kind of going back to that sinful nature, like I think sometimes the reason um, we don't necessarily take time to reflect, think, meditate on the cross of Christ, the, the, the finished work of Christ on the cross, right, is because feels it can feel for many christians like a convenience man jesus died for my sins sweet Sweet. awesome what a convenience yeah exactly rather than actually thinking through um our depravity and what i mean by that is at the cross one of the other things that we should recognize is man this 
we are actually satisfied in our sin. Right. And mm-hmm. at the cross, God is so dissatisfied with sin that he pours his wrath out on the son. Like, I don't know how much we actually reflect, not just on our on our depravity, but how much we actually reflect with, hey, the problem is that we're actually satisfied with our sin and not not satisfied in Christ. I don't know. Thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that's what um what leads into like disbelief, like not believing Christ is enough to cover sin or mm-hmm. that, um, Oh no, I can, I can still do something on my own. I can, I can mm-hmm. find a way. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's one way, right? I yeah. Think in addition to that, you were talking about this earlier, Jay, the, the whole get out of hell free card. So it, it is this one mm-hmm. thing like, Jesus died for my sin, sweet, awesome, or um, I'm, or not, I'm sorry, not that, but that Jesus will never be enough. And then you had mentioned the the get out of hell free card, right? I think because we point back to ourselves, because we're so sinful, it's con- like you said, it's convenient for us. It works for us. Oh, he died on the cross for our sins. Cool. I'm gonna go about my business now. I, yeah. I don't. You don't take time to meditate on what it took to get us where we are. Otherwise, be condemned. That's not convenient for us. We don't want to think about the wrath of God. We want to think about the love of God. Look, John three sixteen. Look, so God so loved the world. Like, look what He's done. Yeah. But at what cost? I don't think we sit in that place at all. Yeah. Um, I know it's true for me that if if you ask me, do you sit and think about what it took for your sins to be forgiven, or what it cost? I don't think we measure the cost. I think that's yeah. not um something that's impressed upon enough. Um. Oddly, because Good Friday should be reflection on those things, mm-hmm. but it's more of like, look what he has done for us rather than who we are in him, mm-hmm. um, and we miss it a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I think in conjunction with that, thinking through or talking through, like, man, we don't really reflect on on what exactly is happening at the cross, what exactly like Jesus is satisfying at the cross. I think, yeah, that there's oftentimes this neglect of personal reflection and meditation on those things. And so we were talking about uh, about this offline where, man, there's actually a lot happening at the cross. And I think sometimes we just chunk it up to, yeah, man, like um, God in Christ died for our sins. And we were talking earlier about like, no, like uh, Jesus died in our place. So he's, mm-hmm. he's our substitute. That cross is actually meant for us, that the wrath of God is actually meant for us and is mm-hmm. being poured out onto his son. Um, we talked about, um, uh, Jesus on the cross is, is bearing our unrighteousness, right? Like he's, he, uh, what is it? It's Paul in second Corinthians five twenty one, right? For, for he who knew no sin became sin. And so he's bearing all of our unrighteousness at the cross. And so continuing, but there's a lot happening at the cross that I think many don't necessarily reflect like you were talking about reflect and meditate on regarding all that god has done for us in christ particularly at the cross and the necessity of that so that we might have life after death and so um yeah so we're talking about like unrighteousness we're talking about jesus as our substitutionary atonement or as our substitution we are talking about um uh, our redemption, right? That the blood of Christ was the currency used to 
free us from our bondage to sin. And so especially in light of redemption, that kind of smashes, you know, even the 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 notion that some Christians have that you were talking about, Jay, about the whole get out of hell free card. But like, actually, man, being redeemed doesn't just mean sweet, I'm done. No, it means that you have been freed from bondage to your sin yeah. so that you would turn away from your sin and turn mm-hmm. toward uh, uh, Christ and walk in righteousness, right? And yeah, not a lot of people focus on the fact that Scripture says we're bought with a price. Mm-hmm. The price is often looked over for the benefit that we could have because of yeah. what he's done. Yeah. Um, but I think they miss, like, by those things, by his blood, we gain access to the Father. We gain relationship with those things. We're continually sanctified and cleansed by his blood, by what it took. Mm-hmm. So you can... Chalk it up to, oh, yeah, he died for us, and that's great. But I think you're missing the larger picture of not only what his blood meant, mm-hmm. but the kind of access and relationship we can have with him because of what just occurred. I mean, yeah. I know we'll get into the resurrection here in a minute, but yeah. um, it's the beginning of our ability to have right relationship with Christ. Mm. And I think as Christians, that is part of something that we miss if we chalk it up to just one event and not a continual relationship and process in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think reconciliation is often not necessarily considered, um, that Christ's work on the cross actually reconciles us, makes us right before it reconciles into relationship with God, the father. And going back to, to the Colossians verse that we were hostile in mind that in light of what God has done for us in Christ, that we are accepted by him through faith alone, therefore, we're now able to actually please God because of Christ. All right, so yeah, there's a lot of things happening at the cross that I don't, I don't know that many tend to to focus, think, reflect, chew on regarding man their personal. Going back to the original question about the condition of their heart, there, there's a lot happening. The third thing that we were discussing was how Good Friday leads to the joy of of the resurrection, right? Because at Good Friday, we see the wrath of God meeting the mercy of God, and so they they connect, and and so it leads us into uh, the resurrection, right? Where through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was raised from the dead, and Paul says it in in again in Colossians, where he says that that Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, that he is the first one in this line of those who have been resurrected by the Holy Spirit. More will come. But in doing so, both at the cross and in his resurrection, Jesus conquers sin, Satan, hell, demons, and his resurrection is the the loud voice, uh, or not the loud voice, but the but the physical demonstration of that victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, how does how how does Good Friday kind of connect to the joy of the resurrection for us practically? I think it coincides with our or a new identity um, found only through Christ mm. that as he put sin to death and took our place, we we are able to, to confess and repent from our sins, mm. lay them down and live new because we have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, which raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. Like it's by that what Christ experienced himself literally um, yeah. being fully God and fully man, like yeah. that wasn't yeah. just, um, any man to go through that and to be brutally, you know, tortured 
to death and put on the cross mm-hmm. to die that death and then be put in the tomb and um every other man stays there yeah, yeah. only he was raised and that was god the holy spirit yeah and so that same spirit being put into us or being um what transforms our hearts we're made new and we rejoice in that new life and that has implications so it's not just like my one-way ticket yeah. it's not just um oh yeah i know god i believe it he did that and yeah. i can still do xyz right because right. i i still want to do things my way right. it, you know it's like not a half and half yeah um yeah. either um without that understanding of the full picture and the full effect and the full reasoning why god sent his son mm-hmm. um the whole plan of redemption that's gonna cause you to live differently there that yeah. you'll see the fruit of that transformation in your heart mm-hmm. but it starts there in your heart mm-hmm. um we always say here at storehouse like your identity shapes how you live or what you believe mm-hmm. determines what you do and yeah. and whatnot so that's i think of that the new identity in christ yeah yeah absolutely i, I think that's really good what about you jay yeah, I think um, like as he was saying, we're we're because of the resurrection. Well, a couple of things come to mind. First, um, it shows that God was satisfied with the sacrifice that was given by His Son. Mm-hmm. He raised Him from the dead, and now He is made new. And so, by His res- resurrection, we are made new, and we're allowed to walk. Um, I think Romans says, "In the newness of of life, like be raised with Him." Paul said it over and over in the books he writes, like you have now been raised with Christ, and because of that. We have um, the ability to uh, walk in righteousness blamelessly because of how he sees us now, because of what Christ has done. Uh, Good Friday connects to the resurrection like that, and we're allowed to, because we've been given a new heart, Mm -hmm. we're allowed to focus on things that are eternal, things that are in heaven, rather than um, circumstances, the way Mm -hmm. things are here always, and... Uh, his resurrection gives us this hope that we would not had without him. Right. And the death, it, Jude Friday is part of that, his death, and then the resurrection is the culmination of everything that has happened, and it brings us back into right relationship with him and allows us to walk in a newness of life where the heaviness of sin, although we should continue to take it seriously because we still battle it, our freedom is in Christ and not dependent on us. We have literally done nothing to deserve what just happened or mm. gain what he gave us. And that should be a freeing thing yeah. rather than a heavy thing. Yeah. And I think people sometimes, including myself, walk in sin, not walking in the light of what he's done. Because on the one hand, you don't want to take sin too lightly. On the other hand, you're probably heavy-handed with yourself when it comes to it at times. And there's appropriate times for that. But just reflecting on what the resurrection means as a Christian um, and the freedom that comes with his sacrifice and him being raised from the dead. Um, I think it's something that we could focus on or I could focus on way more definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you said it really well. I see that the resurrection for the Christian has implications mm-hmm. that our old self is being put to death and we have been raised with Christ, as you mentioned that we're being raised with Christ. And so in light of that, there are implications for us in how we live our life. Um, Because the Spirit of God dwells in us, we are actually able to walk in the Spirit and not in our flesh. That we have been freed um, from our sin, not 
not being freed to sin, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, people will be like, well, yeah, I'm forgiven, therefore I can do what I want. I'm like, no, that's actually not how any of that works, no, right? No. <laughs> I would point to something else. Yeah, we got to point to something else. We actually want to be Christ-like, not more like yourself. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, And so oftentimes that becomes this really poor understanding of, of what happened at the cross and the implications that the cross has in light of the resurrection um, concerning how we are to live, how we are to walk. And I think the, the other thing is the beauty of, uh, of the resurrection is a wondrous message that we get to preach, right? Like, man, this is available for any who would turn from their sin and turn to Christ, that they would place their, their, their faith and trust in him and in him alone that uh, you'd mentioned talking about a new heart that, yeah, he would give you, he would take your heart of stone and, and give you a heart of flesh and put his spirit in you. So the implication of the resurrection isn't simply forgiveness, but new life, right? That, that, that we might walk in a newness of life, that we might walk, um, in, uh, uh, with a new heart. And so, yeah, all of that kind of, um, not kind of, but all of that, uh, in a way culminates at the cross because at the cross, you have to, you have to consider a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about this offline once more, uh, about the sinlessness of Christ, Right, that at the cross we need to recognize that Jesus was not only the necessary substitute, but the perfect substitute. That he lived a sinless life, and so as a result of living a sinless life, not not only does that make him the perfect sacrifice, but in light of experiencing all that he experienced, he is able to sympathize with us. Right, so that's what the author of Hebrews says. Right, that we have a high priest that is able to sympathize with us, and so that is in light of Christ's sinless life. But then at the same time, you were talking about uh, Jesus being fully God and fully man. Like, man, it was really only the grace of God that could bear the wrath of God on behalf of sinners. And so the perfect sacrifice needed to be both human and fully man and and, and fully God. And so Jesus is that 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 uh um Jesus is that perfect sacrifice that was able to atone for our sins, to die in our place, and while at the same time um, bear the wrath of God, reconciling us to the earth. So it's like all of this stuff is happening at the cross. And Jesus was not only the necessary sacrifice, but the perfect sacrifice that he bore our sin on our behalf, died, resurrected on the third day by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we might have new life in him. And so, yeah, I think as we, as we wrap this up, <clears throat> The significance of Good Friday, I think, for the individual and in particular for the Christian, um, is that at the cross we recognize our sin nature and that at one point we were all under condemnation. And as a result of that, I think what we should reflect on is how satisfied or if we are satisfied with our sin. And if we are satisfied with our sin, look to the cross, because at the cross, you will see the display of God's dissatisfaction with our sin poured yep. out onto his son. So, nice. Yeah. Anything else, guys? Huh? All right. Well, that concludes Good Friday. We will see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed this. More stuff to come as the spring semester continues to roll out.
The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com.